and welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast, your favorite podcast helps you grow both personally and professionally. I'm your host with the most, your favorite coach, the Cameron Lovelace, helping you create your version of the good life every single Thursday. What's going on, guys? It is Mental Health Awareness Month. So y'all know that uh, mental health is very near and dear to my heart and my profession. So I wanted to take this opportunity to definitely dive into mental health. And it's 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 it is my profession, but it's really passionate for me recently because the black community is still coming to grips, I think, from my perspective with mental health. Like if you are a millennial or younger like your view on mental health is, I'd say, rather healthy. Like you're looking at it in a slightly positive mindset. Um, but I'm saying like the younger millennials, not the older millennials who are, you know, knocking on 40. Um, honestly, in our community, it's real kind of hard to normalize going to therapy or prioritizing your mental health. Like there's still like this stigma that kind of just says, uh, I don't need to talk to somebody uh, or I got it. And then they end up suffering in silence, stressing themselves out, having a whole bunch of issues. And it's really tragic because the thing about mental health is it doesn't just stay trapped in the mind. So the most common forms of mental I'll say illness, and y'all see what I mean in a second. The most common form of mental health issues or mental health illness is stress and anxiety. I read a stat today that said that usually over about 40 million people in the United States struggle with anxiety, and the number is even higher with stress. That's just in the United States. So... Clearly, there's a nice chunk of people who are de- really dealing with with um, with anxiety and stress in particularly. But the thing is, people don't really deal with it. And when we don't deal with it, it manifests itself in different ways. So when we when I like coming from the perspective of, a, of somebody who's a therapist, we usually say that what you're dealing with is like a is a quote-unquote illness or like a a issue when it's becoming an interrupter in your life when what you're dealing with is causing issues in your your other side of your life or your work or your family or it it is literally disrupting other parts of your life that's when it really becomes an issue like for example if you are, and this is not the depression episode, but if you are struggling with depression and it is causing you to not get your work done, it's causing you not to uh, deal, like not engage with family anymore, like potentially bills might not get paid, um, your health takes a decline. Like when your when your illness or when your mental health is interrupting other areas of your life, that's when you know it's becoming an issue. Right. And so, OK, what how how can stress and anxiety in particular cause issues in your other life? Well, believe it or not, it starts to affect it can start to affect you physically. So there's somebody that I know 
that has a very stressful job and they they ended up having a high blood pressure not because they're eating unhealthy not because they're not in you know physical they're not obese or anything like that but because of the stress being on and off the job has caused them to constantly be in a state of of high stress which has affected their blood pressure another way is of course leading to um panic attacks so you can have so much anxiety that you literally have struggle breathing like you you have intense headaches because you're constantly thinking and you don't know how to to ground the thoughts you don't know how to stop the thoughts um and then that can go even further and make you think that you're having a heart attack but really it's a panic attack which is where you're you're going through intense intense um heavy breathing your body's feeling hot you're in a breaking out to a cold sweat and you, you like it feels like a heart attack but really it's really your body is saying like no you are extremely stressed and your your mind is racing and your body's racing and you're in that fight or flight mode and it, it, it really starts to affect you. Another way is it can affect um, your skin. It could affect like your face. You have so much stress that it, it affects the physiology of your, of your body. Um, another way is uh, your hair, of course. You know, we're all eventually going to have gray hairs. But you can stress yourself out, especially for an extended period of time, and get a gray hair just based on stress another way is um i actually had this happen to to a client of mine and she was so stressed she had a lot going on that her cycle was like a week late and she thought that uh <laughs> she thought that she was uh she thought she was pregnant but we were she wasn't um but we we concluded that it was because of of the intense amount of pressure the intense amount of stress anxiety that she was dealing with that it literally affected her cycle and so stress and anxiety um can literally affect your physiological body if it is if it is not checked if it is not dealt with um of course it can affect you mentally it can affect how you think. It can affect how you, obviously, your your outlook. If you're constantly thinking in a state of, of racing thoughts, if you're constantly in a state of not being able to, to, to think clearly, to get your thoughts together, um, obviously, you're going to have intense headaches, and you're going to be in a state of worry. And for those of y'all who are have high aspirations, you can think yourself into unpro unproductivity let me say that again you can have so many aspirations you can have so many goals and you can be thinking about it so hard that you end up saying you know what i'm not gonna do nothing you end up being paralyzed by the amount of things that are in your head and so and we and i've talked about this on the podcast before about you know your mental sharpness and your mental capabilities when you're stressed mm. when you got anxiety mm. your confidence get low your execution gets low 
everything it, it seems like a huge struggle to do the smallest of things and it, it can be a real real struggle dealing with that stress and dealing with that anxiety so how do you deal with it well you got to find a grounding place for you to literally get the stress get the anxiety out of your head that 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 is that's that's the goal that's the strategy and so there are there are a couple ways that you can do this um the first way and and matter of fact before i get into that let me tell y'all a, a quick story so i had another client i always got you know client stories for days um and she was um having some 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 issues with her health um that she was going to have to need surgery right and so what she was noticing was that her typical methods of dealing with stress and anxiety weren't working what do you mean by that so what she liked to do she had i've talked about this before she uh she had adult coloring books she had other uh, meditation apps, um, different things that she usually did to calm her anxiety. But those particular things weren't working at this time. And the reason why is because there's this concept. Actually, it's a book. It's called The Body Keeps a Score. And that basically, is, that that's the concept is that your body remembers the stress um, physically, the things that it's experienced. So from abuse to stress, to trauma, to anything that it has um, engaged with, your body remembers what it feels like. And so in this particular situation with uh, her having to go into surgery, this was reminding her of the times that she had cancer, of that when her mom was there to, to walk with her through the cancer. And now, fast forward to, to now, her body's remembering that and her mom isn't here anymore. So yeah, yeah, you are yeah, your 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 coloring books, your 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 smooth jazz, your uh your your grounding techniques, your journaling, all that was good and dandy until your body started to remember, ugh, this is this is a really stressful time. This is this reminds us of when we had the cancer. This is when we had this and when we had that. And so your your body is telling you like, yo, we need to we need to deal with this. We need to we need to to feel something different, and so that's that's the thing about dealing with your stress and dealing with your anxiety in a physical nature, is that you have to do something that is very physically engaging, something that stimulates your physical senses. That is that's the way you're gonna ground those particular thoughts. So you can do this through, of course, working out. You can do this through um, going to get a massage. You can do this through, um, uh, 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 obviously, within reason, um, but eating a healthy snack, um, getting sleep, main major one right there, getting enough sleep. Um, you, you have to, when, when, when releasing your stress, releasing your anxiety physically, you have to do something that is very pleasing and even relaxing. Now, some of y'all looking at me crazy when I say working out, but the 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 down period of working out is very relaxing. So after you've worked out, the endorphins are going to go crazy, right? And so 
dealing with the stress, dealing with the the stress of the mind, the anxieties, the racing thoughts, you got to be able to to ground them with physical activity. Ground them, distract your mind by doing something that is very pleasing and pleasurable to relax the body so that the mind can follow. All right. Now, the next one, like I mentioned earlier, of course, is the mentally grounded. So the the biggest proponent of it, I'm the biggest proponent, is literally writing it down. Writing it down. So here comes another client story. So I had a client the other day um, dealing with some relational issues, right? And one of our favorite uh, interventions that uh, that she likes is writing a letter. Writing a letter to the person that has you know scorned you, made you feel some type of way that is that has frustrated you, that has pissed you off, that has made you lose self confidence in yourself. What insert scenario here? You write a letter to the person and you don't send it. So you say. Everything that you need to say to this person, you can say it one way, you can cuss them out, you can say whatever it is that you need to say, and you cannot send it, or hell, you can even rip it up, burn it, do whatever you want to do with it, but the point is, they don't get to receive the the lashing, so that you can get all that out, because here's the thing, when you don't do that, you have all this bottled up stress, all this bottled up frustration all this bottled up uh feeling and literally emotion that you just sitting there holding on to and so doing that activity for for this client was great because she's able to release it but we also write a second letter and that letter goes to yourself The second letter goes to yourself because this is where you need to talk with yourself about what happened and also be able to lift yourself up. Because oftentimes when we go through rough situations, when we go through uh, our trials, when we go through our tribulations, when we go through um, less than ideal circumstances, we have a tendency to self-doubt ourselves. We start to down ourselves. We start to look at ourselves as, ah, how could you let this happen? You know, you, this you you played me. You did this, and how could you do that? You so stupid. And maybe you know what? Maybe you need to to lash yourself in the beginning part of that letter. But the latter part is you giving yourself the grace, you giving yourself the confidence, and you 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 picking yourself back up after you've been knocked down, right? Now those letters, of course, we keep as a reminder for how far we've come for like when we down the road six months from now a year from now two years from now we can look back at these letters and have a continual pick-me-up by rereading our our motivation and our, our good positive feelings to ourselves all right now i'm not gonna hold you um depending on the situation depending on how much emotion you have locked away this can be a very intense session, but it is going to be a very um, freeing session for you to be able to do things like that. And so when you're mentally grounding 
your your thoughts, your anxieties, your stresses, and 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 all those things, that that is really going to to ease those feelings. Literally, making writing down the things that you want in life, writing down the the the, the goals for the day, writing down what what it is that you that you're so worried about that can help another one art uh there's something about coloring matter of fact i know what it is it's um the research has said that doing activities that you did in your childhood oftentimes can be a great form of stress relief so what is what is something that you did in your childhood that brought you great joy or that really was something that you did in your leisurely time? So, for example, uh, when I was younger, of course, I colored, I played with toys. I, 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 I of course, I watched TV. Um, shout out to uh, Saturday cartoons. Um, all of those things. So for me, a good form of like distraction away from my thoughts, my, my cares, my anxieties is watching cartoons, watching anime. Uh, I, I, from time to time, I whip out the good old coloring book and I color and I draw just to distract myself or just to express my thoughts in form of colors, excuse me, to express my thoughts in form of art, um, in form of just to get it literally out of my head and put it on something different. You get what I'm saying? And so you, you, when, you're, when you're releasing your anxieties, when you're releasing your stress, you have to figure out what's the best way for you. Is it watching, you know, Saturday morning cartoons? Is it getting on Hulu, Netflix for a period of time and just sitting back uh, with the with the bowl of Cheerios or, or or Frosted Flakes or Captain Crunch or whatever your your cereal choice is and just chilling and and watching and eating, turning the phone off? You know what I'm saying? So, what's something that you can do mentally that grounds you? So, um, of course, we talked about physically, we talked about mentally. The last one is disconnecting. There is a, something that is causing the stress, the anxiety. It might be your job. It might be a person. It might be your family. It might be your kids. You have to physically can disconnect from them for a period of time. You need to figure out something that you can do to unplug from what is causing you stress. Either permanently or temporarily if it's something that, you know, you got to deal with. And if it's something that you got to deal with, I would encourage you to start exploring other options. Your job stressing you out? Hey, we got to figure out some 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 changes that you can either put into the workplace to to make it less stressful, 
or we need to explore getting a different job that provides you the same level of benefits. Your family, your mom, your dad is the one stressing you out. <sighs> might need to miss those phone calls. We might not need to answer when they call. Only only answer the answer the phone like once a week instead of every day. <clears throat> Man. You you got to be able to disconnect from the things that are causing you stress. And I think a lot of us have have the the mindset to just to just deal with it. To just ignore it. To just sweep it under the rug. And just allow things to pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up until it's too much. And then we have a breakdown. Now you looking crazy and need to go to a mental hospital for the night. Because you literally can't function because of the stress. Because of the anxiety of you not being able to bring your mind to peace. So, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, please, please, please find a way to deal with your stress and anxiety. I encourage you to find a minimum of three different outlets that you can do. Matter of fact, make it five. Five different ways for you personally that works for you that you can go to, that you can lean back in when you need a self-care day or you need a mental health day? What are five different activities that you can do to help you ease your stress and to help you release that anxiety? All right. All right, y'all. That's this episode. Um, I'm going to be focusing on mental health because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So y'all know this is my jam. I'm going to be having some guests on very soon. And we're going to be bringing some great value. So make sure you do not miss a single episode. If you are uh, wanting to support, the best way to support the episode is to like, share, and most importantly, subscribe on to the podcast. On uh, If you're listening to this on audio, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a five-star review. If you listen to this on Facebook, if you listen to this on YouTube, like the page, um, subscribe to the channel. And share this with somebody who really needs this in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month um, because this is a good one. All of the, all the podcasts are a good one, but especially this month in particular. All right. All right. So that's our show. We'll see y'all. Y'all know we're doing this every single Thursday to help you create your version of the good life. Until then, we'll see you next week. <laughs>